Welcome to Arguments with Words, the podcast where prop tech and mortgage leaders meet to talk marketing, branding, and the future of real estate. Now here's your host, Neil Helsper. All right, welcome to the show. Today we have Janice Rossi, who is Senior Vice President of Marketing at PayReady. Janice, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Neil. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Thank you. First, just tell us what is PayReady and what are you offering that's different in the industry? You know, everybody's looking for their little sliver of the prop tech industry. What what are you guys offering? Sure, great question. So PayReady, basically post-resident recovery redefined, really. So what that means is a little different twist on the collection, the traditional collection method. We're not a collection agency, but we do offer a centralized approach for account receivable recovery items that renters have left with their residents with the place, uh, balance owing. We found that there's a key um, 90 day window after they move out and the outreach is key to them at that time. Sometimes they leave not knowing. And so our branded customized, like friendly, I guess, you know, human outreach as well as automated AI included in that approach is has been beneficial and has proven uh, results that way. And then after the 90 days, the resident, if they have not responded to any of the outreach that we've done, they go into a marketplace. And so that that is a huge, another huge dis, um, distinguishing or differentiator for our group where we have um, a suite of the best collection agencies in the industry that are competing for their business. So we provide them the the account based on their performance. So those collection agencies are always performing and then the owner operator is able to have transparency and insight into, into that account. Um, you know, all transparency of the conversations inbound and outbound and any payment arrangements made or renegotiated, whatever. So activity across the board is within our platform in the centralized location for them to check out at any time. So who would be like a, Ideal client for PayReady. What are they? What's their other solution? Like, what what have they been doing in the past? Uh, sure. Before they before they start working with you. Traditionally, you know, the property management team. Somebody moves out, they post it into their PMS system, and then what happens is they usually have an in house team, which is the on site staff. Usually, some companies have a little more sophisticated system, and they have a, a team, probably a corporate, that do it. But they try and reach out to that resident. And sometimes it's not consistent. You know, it's in between them trying to work with current residents and get up, you know, new yeah. leases. So there's there's not like a consistent tracking or, hey, I'm going to call on these 10 people today and here's my results and where are they putting that? So that tracking as well as their time has been inconsistent. I also think that sometimes they're friendlies where you have a resident that's lived there for five years or so, and they become good friends with the people in the at the front desk. And it's a little awkward for them to try and reach out now and say, hey, you owe us. And so what we've done is kind of remove a lot of that inconsistency, the awkwardness that the onsite team may be feeling, as well as improved the centralized product. So usually the team, after they work on it on site, then they send it to a collection agency to work on it. And the collection agency, I don't, their process is a little, is different obviously from ours. So I can't speak to that, but they, they have their process of working on how they do it. And usually it's like another 30 days go before they start getting ingrained and like contact and reach out. So 
where we've seen a greater significant lift is our product is able to like immediately start when they move out and the outreach and it's more fresh and the client is still, you know, has that relationship and there's not that distance. I think our ideal client is really anybody that's looking to centralize their account receivable recovery process. And then also, you know, someone that's forward thinking, embracing the new technology and change, you know, there's, that's why we love technology. It's a change. It makes things efficient. It gives us a better, usually a boost in our NOI or operations. And so I would say that that's, you know, the main ideal client for us on the the operator side. Yeah. It sounds like you're, you're bringing sort of a, a more systematic approach to this problem. Whereas, like you said, like it might've been in the past, like a sort of a task that uh, somebody in the management office does in between other tasks. I wonder, has have you discovered like a particular cadence of messages? If you contact a person three times in seven days, they're more likely to pay the money that they owe. Like, are you getting learnings like that from the process? Like this is the ideal approach. This is how many touches we need. This is how frequent they need to be. How deep does it get like that? We have our AI and then the background, it's learning, right? It's learning all the different nuances as each response comes in or the outreach. Um, And so it'll be maybe touch base again in a year to see what the changes today versus tomorrow. But I think the human nature is always cyclical and depending on who that person is, you know, there's, we've, our analytic team has just discovered that there's like four type of residents. And the first two is one is like, app to pay. And then the second one is wants to pay, but isn't able to pay at all right now. And so they, they really rely on those, let's make out a payment arrangement. Okay. And there's like the third and fourth where the third is usually have to, doesn't want to pay, won't pay, has some issues and a probably a litigious matter. And then the fourth will never pay. So it's kind of interesting how that happens, but there's not really, I mean, I think the key spot is within the outreach the first one to 10 days and then setting up that arrangement within that, that time frame has been imperative with, with them. Cause there's, it's still so new and that, you know, human nature is still like you're tied emotionally as well to the place you've lived for the past few years. So I think that also helps in the recovery process. Yeah. I mean, I think especially for those first two groups, I can, I can imagine the power of just approaching that situation with a really human tone and and friendliness and like you don't know why they maybe something they just lost their job or maybe they just like you said they just didn't even know that they owed money and they and they want to pay but going into that with friendliness is so smart so that you don't burn that bridge completely like maybe this is a resident who will come back in the future book or uh, rent a different unit with the same management company refer their friends like there are a lot of ways to maintain that relationship while also getting paid the money that you owe. I wonder how did PayReady kind of come up with this approach? Because I imagine that in the past, and I know you're not part of the collections industry, but I imagine that other people have approached this from the traditional collections approach have spent a lot of time thinking of, of like what threatening, <laughs> like what yeah. threatening language can I send that's different from the other threatening language that they're getting, they'd get from someone else, you know, but then you're kind of coming and looking at it from the completely different way of saying, how can we come this at at the summer friendly way. Did, mm-hmm. What was the, do you know what the origin was of that at PayReady? Yeah, actually our CEO created, uh, you know, had this idea where in previous lives we're, you know, working in um, screening and the screening is all upfront, right? So, and realized like there's so much focus on the beginning of that lead or, you know, that person yeah. coming into this property. 
but the process going out was a little clunky and wasn't so streamlined and wasn't as smooth or as kind of you say friendly, right? It was just, oh, send in collection. And so it was kind of white wait. Yeah. See, so, yeah, there's like you just said, this person could go to another property, the same management company or the, you know, the same company, different city possibly, and still be a resident, but at just a different location. But that brand that you don't want to ruin that brand reputation that you've established at your current place. And so if you're able to continue that consistency of the friendliness as they exit, then it's a little more that brand protection kind of stays as well. But I think so one, it was, and plus the human nature, you know, these people, like you said, what are they going through? We don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a business and they owe money at the same time. There's some sensitivity in their human. So let's bring that into our product of, Hey, let's work with you and let's continue this brand. You know, the, I think uh, the or score and everything kind of made us a little more aware of when that happened of like how big brand reputation is in our industry and how much it means. So that was another driver of, you know, that's a huge point when people leave, are they leaving happy? Are they leaving with a bad taste in their mouth? And, you know, how does that affect that company going forward? So that was key to add in to our outreach where we have the human human outreach as well as automated, you know, where you see an email or a text or a phone call, but you're hearing from a person and able to speak with that person and make an arrangement versus in they're a little more empathetic yeah. and can they realize this is a human being on the other line. It's it's not just, hey, you know, a bottom line number that we're trying to achieve. Yeah, that's really smart. Yeah. As you've, you know, the marketing lead and trying to trying to spread the pay ready message, what are some of the kind of marketing or branding challenges that you've that you've been through as you know in your time there? It's interesting the the word debt, you know, it is just how we're very sensitive with with these words today. And so yeah. recovery has been, you know, so I think some of it is educating people on how we're different than a collection agency and because mm-hmm. they want to compare like, hey, what let's compare you to a collection agency. What are we seeing? I'm like, well, we're really not comparable to a collection agency since we're not a collection agency. You're not comparing an apple to an orange and yeah. you're not going to get an in-between there. So I think the branding has been a little more of trying to be friendly, like here's our recovery process and here's educating them on a different way than the traditional, what used to be and changing them that technology is, is friendly and it can be helpful and it can help increase your, your bottom line really. Um, just, I think that's been a lot of the people understand a post-resident or former resident, you know, just some terminology of what that is and not getting hung up on, on the word collection or debt. So it's, um, that's been a, one of the curves kind of. Yeah. It's, that's always an interesting challenge because it's like, you kind of want to say, like in, in a situation like this, you kind of want to mention what you're not because it helps to pivot away from that or it helps people understand like, oh, I'm in the ballpark, but we're different than that. But then you don't necessarily want to put that idea in their head. So that's an interesting tightrope to walk in a situation like that. For sure. Messaging. And talk about an SEO. I mean, that's hard. Yeah. You, know, you have that out there because people are searching, you know, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's your brand. So um, you got to stay true. Are there any particular marketing tactics that stand out to you in your time at PayReady, like something that really worked well or something that's just memorable to you, you know, driving some growth at PayReady? Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing I noticed right away and was on my list of correct quickly was the website. The website was lacking in telling 
all the great teammates we have at our company. And being in multifamily, that truly is a, a network of you know relationships and who who they are. And so being able to tell people who our CEO is, who our managing partners are, you know, people that have been in the industry for 20 years have these established relationships. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's this person. I didn't know they were there. And just telling that story of, you know, hey, and telling the low, like bragging about who our clients are, you know, some of that was hidden. And I think it was just as a startup, you know, that was the strategy of, you know, we're just going to be lean and mean and let's do it. But I think that immediately pushing that out there, getting their faces, you know, in social, getting it on the website, pushing, hey, this person's going to be at the conference. And I think that was a huge driver for leads and just also a a trust, like, oh my gosh, I know that person. I worked with them at this this company and glad to see they're at this company. Let me find out what they're about. And I've been, I trust them already and let me see, you know, how this, how I can work with them here. So I, I don't know if that's really a true tactic, but it was something that was more, something I saw that definitely could drive a lot of revenue at the beginning. Yeah, that's interesting too, because I think sometimes in prop tech, we think that the tech itself is always the story, right? But I think like to your point, sometimes it's the people side of the business that actually drives the credibility and, and you can have great tech and, and, you know, an innovative way to solve a problem, but people also get reassured when they see that there's a human team behind it. And especially if they're people who've been in the industry for a long time. So I'm always intrigued by that balance too, that every brand in this space is striking between, yes, you need to tell a tech story, but you have to tell a human story too. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, it's that person's reputation when they're bringing it to their company and saying, this is who we should be using for this. And this is why. And, you know, hopefully at the end, it's also, you know, it's proven like, hey, this this has been beneficial and here's the value that it's been driving for other companies yeah. too. So I think I think that's, like you said, goes hand in hand, the human as well as the tech, a huge, huge in our industry. Yeah. You've had kind of a wealth of experience in the prop tech space. Do you, you want to talk for a moment just about a, like sort of your career path to get to pay ready and any, are there any lessons that's, that stand out to you from some of those experiences? Gosh, lessons. Yes. And you know, it's funny, it's back to that human. It's all, it's relationship, right? My CEO, I worked with at at the same company when I started in the multifamily industry 20 years ago. And that relationship, you know, just continued to grow stronger. We worked at several companies together. And while we may not have been there at the same time, it was always like, hey, this is, you know, somebody I know, trust and like, this is, I know what they're going to do and what they can accomplish. And um, I think, some of that, I would say relationships, even clients at a startup was a client yeah. moved over to the supplier side and helped him do a startup there with a brand new company, you know, a brand new product in the industry. And so relationships are huge. I would say be true to yourself and be, you know, who you are. And um, I think what you do is and what you can accomplish is always being looked at regardless, whether you think it is or not. And you'll be surprised at how how much your your character and what you put out there. I know that's really not a true tactical uh, marketing ploy or marketing like idea, but it's more of I think it's just a, I don't know beneficial for so many people realizing that those relationships can change on a dime, but at the same time, it's the they can also carry you through. You have no idea where they yeah. where it's going to go in twenty years or so, but. That's a great lesson. That definitely resonates with me. I mean, I've seen that so much in my own career too, that 
it's important to like the company that you're at and the industry that you're in, but ultimately it's about the people that you're working with, people that you get to collaborate and the people that you get to serve. And you need to feel kind of connected to all of them. And I think when you do, the rest of that stuff matters even less. So it's right. all about finding that balance and yeah, making sure you love the people that you're working with. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yes. And you you know, that's the CEO today was not the CEO then. He was more of a colleague and coworker and um, you know, running the sales team. So it was a little different than where we are today. So it's just that, you know, the, the steps or the progress that we both made through through the industry together, which um, you know, just a bond that's has been beneficial. Yeah. 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 Well, I love what you're doing. I love the the pay ready story and this interesting combination of, you know, tech, but also the human friendly side of things to help solve a big problem. I think this is brilliant. Thank you so much for, for sharing this with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Neil. I appreciate your time and having me on here and just looking forward to to seeing how this works out. Yeah. Are you are is the pay ready team are you guys showing up at any future events and and where can people go to find out more about you? Sure, absolutely. We kind of ended the industry year with Optech conference, and which is always a great time. But the next one will be annual. NMHC's annual always is uh, in January, and this year I believe it's in San Diego, so we'll be there. But in the meantime, you know, we're on LinkedIn as well as our website at uh, PayReady.com. So please, you know, check us out. Awesome, we will. Thank you so much, Janice. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for listening to Arguments with Words, the mortgage and prop tech branding podcast. To learn more about Neil, connect with him on LinkedIn or visit neilhelsberg.com.